This podcast is brought to you by Luna's Cafe, established in 1983 in Sacramento, California. Luna's Cafe serves the fine, freshest juices and liquidos in town, nothing frozen or concentrated. Luna's menu also includes sandwiches, salads, the world-famous quesadilla, fresh ground coffee, mochas, and other espresso drinks. A nice selection of beer and wine is offered to be, so be sure to stop by in the evenings for live music, open mics, and wonderful entertainment from one of Sacramento's most prominent cultural hubs. Luna's Cafe is located at 1414 16th Street, Sacramento, California. Buddy Hale, thanks for coming on the podcast. Thank you. Good to, good to see you again. Yeah, thanks we for just, reaching out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I wanted to start off talking about um, how you've been staying busy during this COVID time, and and more importantly, how you how you've been creative during this this time. You kind of mentioned it before we started rolling about um, just kind of how you were thinking about your creative time and your creative space right now. Yeah, for sure. Um, Those answers, I think, kind of smash into each other pretty well, right? Staying busy through creative endeavors, right? Uh Um, Not 100%, though. You know, it's like there's a lot of administrative things that are, like, piled up for (laughs) sure. Um, But, yeah, really trying, I think, like a lot of other people that are in the creative space to kind of flex that muscle Mm -hmm. um, maybe in a way that's a little bit different than pre COVID. Mm -hmm. Um, For me, that sort of looked like reengaging with my first instrument, which is drums Nice in a new sort of way. Right. So lifelong drummer, first instrument um, had a real long pause from drums for various reasons. Um, and when COVID hit, I reconnected with them um, sort of unintentionally. Um, Music Landria got a grant to do some video um, programming, right? We applied for a Creative Economy grant through the Office of Arts and Culture here in Sacramento and was chatting with um, a kid from the Met High School who reached out to us to like uh, be a mentee, mm-hmm. right? And we chatted for a couple weeks and we're like, okay, what kind of project can we put together that would be impactful f- in your life? What are you stoked on? What do you want to do? The answers were YouTube, like producing. How old is he? Uh, like 15. Yeah, YouTube is huge. A lot of We've, kids want to be YouTubers. I mean, I use YouTube all the time myself. Yep, no doubt. But I think even... It's it, teenagers. It's huge. Right. Yeah. It's 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 a thing. Does he want to start a channel? Is it that I think is the goal yeah. for a lot of kids, right? Yeah, um, yeah. A lot of youth is like, hey, if I can start a YouTube channel and make money through that, right? That would be amazing because a lot of the people that I follow on there are really inspiring. It's like it makes me think about a high school job way differently now. Like going working at McDonald's or something versus 
hey dad I'm, or mom i'm gonna start a youtube channel right yeah it's, it's interesting you know <laughs> like yeah so that was inspiring but also like sort of eye-opening um in what ways um i wasn't expecting that to be like a big passion or like a focus of a project that we might start uh uh-huh. video um, just like or, yeah video yeah. with the expectation of like having and teaching this kid how to create a youtube channel and have that be like a thing yeah right like a skill yeah so that conversation just led to i mean the third passion of his was percussion so it's like production youtube stuff and he's also a drummer so we just smashed those together and came up with the idea of creating a youtube channel called modulated drummer where we ended up the idea was to create weekly videos featuring drums put through a different effect pedal every video so like the first video we did was what do drums sound like when you run them through a distortion pedal Mm -hmm. in real time Mm -hmm. Um, what do they sound like when you run a live drum kit through a delay pedal through a ring shifter when you mean in real time you mean like um the what's his name rico rico is like experiencing hearing the drum kick through distortion for the first time live on camera yeah because there's like those reaction videos that are big now is it kind of in that vein it sort of turned into like a live performance where every drum is mic'd up but also is being fed into a drum pedal an effect pedal Uh in real time so he could be playing the drums and then also turning the dials on the effect pedal and it changes the way the drums sound okay so but has he heard the um Mm -mm. prior to the to the cameras going live Mm -mm. okay see that's those are the sweet spots i feel like with Mm -hmm. with youtube is like getting those real interactions those real like life experiences right like right i like you'll see these reaction videos that are just like some kid watching neil young play heart of gold for the first time i love them and it's like you're just so cool it's so cool to watch somebody else going through that like it really what is that it really just works (laughs) that's like yeah it's just a thing that people i think immediately are just like yeah i can relate to that in a big way yeah yeah really interesting super cool yep so that was fun, okay. right? And that kind of ended up pushing me back into exploring the drums in a new kind of experimental way. COVID hit mm. and was, you know, that impacted the mentorship with Rico in a big way. And then I ended up just continuing with that um, a lot. Right? Okay, so you're doing the channel now? You're doing the drums? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So still looking, you know, still partnering and kind of providing mentorship or, you know, like definitely making that an educational thing as much as possible. Um, But COVID took, you know, kind of really smashed that in a way that I wasn't expecting. Yeah. But yeah, so that's, you know, that has had like trickle down creative impacts as well. Uh Right. So beyond just creating the content for that channel, it has turned into oftentimes the drum tracks that I'll create for the weekly video will turn into the bones of a song. Nice. Right? So nice. it's 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 either they'll either turn into like a song, like a solo project song, like mm-hmm. a separate spines idea, or I'll put them out there as isolated drum tracks and be like, Hey, does anyone need like a, a soundcloud drop or something? Any, yeah, yeah, anything, right? I can send people the stems if they just want, like, just the affected track. You know, I can send those out, and people 
have been slowly engaging in that way as well and creating songs from scratch just based on those drum parts, which has been a great way to have some semblance of community in times of huge disconnect. Sure, sure. So that's been awesome. That idea of one project trickling down and, and, and creating, giving creativity to a new project, Yeah. Uh, this podcast does that for me for songwriting because I mm-hmm. talk to people and even just our conversation with a creative person, I'm like, I'd always take something from it. Um, It's not as direct as like your, your experience, I think, but conversation has led to a lot of creative creativity in my music. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 I love that. Yeah. Um, So the other thing I wanted to kind of mention or ask you about is like getting back to your original instrument. Cause when I get, when I am just like, just playing guitar and just like running scales and like doing rudimentary stuff but like in back in my body almost with Mm -hmm. like the instrument those are some of the most like healthiest periods of my life like sometimes when I'm not really even trying to like produce or create anything it's just like I'm just like playing you know Mm -hmm. and not not worrying about capturing it and not worrying about promoting anything but being with the instrument um yeah has that must have felt feel pretty good right it does yeah i mean having the youtube channel is a bit different because there is that kind of anxiety of like hey i need to create a piece of content that i can post soon and then the additional anxiety of like wow am i doing this right is yeah it, you know is the lighting gonna be yeah. okay like are there gonna be a ton of trolls like being like you suck <laughs> right like your your timing is like wretched or whatever so there's there's all that oh the internet can definitely so okay yeah there's a lot in there i think it's worth unpacking yeah um well listening to people on the internet and like what they have to say about your playing that's hard Mm -hmm. because i feel like no matter what human beings even if it's a troll you're gonna take it you're gonna take it pretty hard right yeah like you unless you get used to it or you just don't stop looking or whatever then the anxiety of you mentioned producing something like weekly mm-hmm. creates um i don't know i feel like that can also add to it right because you have like this limitation this sandbox that you're kind of playing in and right. you know it's a drum video right. you know it's got to go through an effect pedal mm-hmm. it's not like we were talking about earlier where it's just a blank page right it's there's, there's structure here right so yeah can can you talk more about that Yeah, the structure of the videos are interesting, right? So I got to the point where I tried to storyboard them, right? Hmm. Um, It's a really, it's it's like a, the way that I sort of think about it is it's definitely both, right? Like it's a total improvisation, right? Where I don't know what to expect because it's like a new combination of things and I don't really map out the way that it's going to sound. I don't map out how long it's going to be. You don't do the length? Nope. Really? No, I'm just like, hey, let's create a piece of music from scratch. So in that way, it's very much a blank canvas, right? Uh Like what's going to happen? I have no clue, right? But in the other sense, it's like, hey, I need to storyboard this and have an intro, right? I need to maybe share some fun facts. Uh Um, I need to have the performance part that hopefully works. Right. And then I need to have some outro and like probably ask people to like and subscribe. Right. But like... I don't think I'm going to do that anymore. It just, that just feels really? too, I just don't like it. Yeah, I know. And like all the marketing people well, out well, there. Well, why don't you like it? 
Does it feel salesman, used car salesman or That feels too much like a template, right? Like a mm-hmm. negative template yeah. that it's like... It just doesn't... Yeah, I mean, it just doesn't feel like part of a creative process that I want to engage in, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I understand the the dream is that people will mm-hmm. like and subscribe sure. if I say that, but it also just sounds... starts to feel like a broken record, right? Um, yeah. And, like... But if you did it every time... Right. And it was consistent, and it was just, like, 10 seconds... I wouldn't mind. You wouldn't mind. I as wouldn't a, mind. As a, as a YouTube watcher, yeah, because right. I, I, I see it. I guess that's, but, yeah, maybe I, when I see that in YouTube Or if YouTube you did it videos, at the end. That too, even, <laughs> even still. I guess it's like my viewer preference where it's just like, man, I'm sick and tired of people telling me to like and subscribe, yeah. right? Yeah, I get that. Um, kind of like I'm sick and tired of people asking me to wave my arms in the air or whatever, like stick <laughs> at a concert. Well, who's, oh, who's with the lighter, like? with the slow song? or like What's that? There's a lyric. There's some artist out there that's just like, that's one of her her like pop like huge hit record lyrics or whatever like i'm sick and tired of so you're the one guy with the hands down not waving i guess off. so maybe i don't want it hey, i don't know yeah i'm the same way i'm kind of contrarian too like do you have a little bit of like a, like a, a defensiveness against like being told what to do or i might yeah probably. yeah i mean you're starting your own you're doing your own thing right it's very much uh yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So that's a weird one for me, right? Like, I guess I also assume that if people like the content and want to engage with it more, mm-hmm. they already know mm. that that's something that they can do. Yes. But there are also people out there who would like it that don't know about it, mm-hmm. too. Yet. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Re- reaching those people. I think the likes and the shares hit the algorithm. That monster just, like, yeah. it's a monster, and it will just show up. Mm-hmm. I mean, you see the YouTube feed. Like, if do you have YouTube, the app, no, on your phone? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, if, whatever you search, it's gonna start giving you videos right. in that vein. Um, but anyways, um, I like the idea of producing stuff weekly and staying consistent with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I've tried to do that on this podcast and failed. Um, it's hard. It's very hard. It's really, really hard for me. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it is hard. How do you, how, how do you have, what's helped you? A solid schedule, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I've not been able to do that weekly, right? Just to make that clear, haven't been able to, but mm-hmm. it's still the goal. Yeah. Um, yeah, having a schedule really helped. Um, yeah. You know, picking a two days per week to just dedicate to that was really helpful um, before a bunch of other stuff landed on my plate. Yeah. So, like, the way that I did it was... Monday is going to be the day that I shoot, right? Create the content, do all the filming. And then Wednesday was like the day to edit, to post, to promote. And that ended up being pretty, pretty great, right? That yeah. worked. That ended up working. Just two days solid. Just, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that's perfect. Because you get a night to sleep on it. I, sometimes that night is like, yeah, a little bit of sleep is crucial for yeah. creative projects. You need that, need some space. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. But... Yeah, I mean, the type of content for Modulated Drummer is also a bit challenging because other successful YouTube channels and personalities, I think, maybe have potentially have 
it easier, right? There are certain types of channels where it's way easier to create content regularly, mm-hmm. right? Well, you could just get a guy who's talking to the camera. Right, or a screen share, right? Like I'm going to play a video game yeah. and just like share my screen. Yeah. Um, Another one of those weird like things that you didn't think people would be into but are way into. Right. Podcasts are like that too. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> cool. They are, you know, because yeah. you're like, I think it stems mm-hmm. from loneliness, man, to be honest. Like when I'm lonely, I put on a podcast. Yeah, interesting. Because I want to hear other people talk. Yeah. And I was just talking to my friend about this. It's not like in the podcasts I listen to aren't educational or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, super informative. They're mostly conversational. And um, it's just nice to hear people talking yeah. sometimes. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, especially so now. The, sorry to interrupt, but those little parts of technology where the humanity really, really comes through, mm-hmm. I think is super valuable. Right. But you were saying about your 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 channel and how other channels are it's easy for them to make content. Yeah, I paused with that for a minute, right? Being like, yo, is this the right kind of content that I want to be trying to share on like a weekly basis, right? Hmm. And I'm still not 100% sure because it is a lot of work to do weekly, Uh right? So I don't want to stop because it is fun, right? Like going back to the original question is just like, man, it's so nice to just be able to engage with something like the drums in a new creative way helps mm-hmm. process a lot of uh, frustration. Like to be totally honest, drums yeah. are great, a great way to kind of process and ex- like get rid of frustration or anger. Nice. Um, and that's huge. Nice. There's a lot of stuff to be angry okay. about right now. This intersection of like creating content that also serves your life mm-hmm. is, just, it, I'm really interested in too. I think music is, I mean, especially now, very much like that. Like, yep. If you're a musician right now, y- chances are, you, well, you're obviously not playing shows. It's it's mm-hmm. you're doing it because you love it, right? And yep. it and it and it, ser- and it serves you, and it and it fills you up. It re- enriches your life. Um. Because sometimes I'll get caught up in it, and I'm like, I want people to hear this, or I want this to go somewhere. And then also I'm like, but I. But I'm a, I'm obsessed with it, and I just mm-hmm. love doing it. Mm-hmm. So, just chill out, Tyler, on like anything, you know, coming from this, and just look at it for like what it does for your personal life. Yep. And share it, you know, but like, what's more important, you know? Yeah, great question. Yeah. Yeah, it's a really good thing and super important thing to start asking ourselves. Right. Um, It's, I think, really dangerous emotionally to be a musician nowadays Mm. because of what you mentioned a second ago, the algorithm. Uh. You know, I I don't know if we want to get super deep into that, but I think there's a lot of danger with that that I'm hoping. Let's get into it. What what do you think is so dangerous? Um, Expectations, right? Kind of comparisons and a loss of purpose right like why again what just what you said why are we doing this right are we doing this because we want to Mm -hmm. or are we doing this because we think we feel like because this like modern musician 
has been manipulated to think that that looks like a certain thing, right? Like what is, what have we been sort of taught to think a successful musician does and achieves and like has to like, you know, in my mind, a modern musician has to do certain things online, right? To be considered sort of successful, right? We're very, very... What are, what are some of those things, you think? Sharing music online, having a certain amount of shares, having a certain amount of likes, having a certain amount of listens, right? Um, all that stuff, you know? Have mm-hmm. to be a YouTuber now, right? Like, I have to have multiple social media pages, right? Um, and it's like, doesn't feel great if, you know, only one person likes it. You know, it doesn't feel great if no one shares it, mm-hmm. right? And that is, I think, the the vicious cycle that a lot of people that I talk to and that I definitely experience as well is like, I have to keep doing this, right? Like, even though for the past four years, no one listens to the stuff that I put online, Same right? Here. Like, yeah. And I haven't learned that. So what's Haven't what, learned what? That it's not worth the time. Yeah. Right. So what the heck is causing that? Right. Like how broken am I right now? (laughs) Wait, (laughs) And that's brutal. That's a brutal thing to say. Like how broken am I to not have realized that this isn't worth the time? Right. And then it's like really pulling me away from the things that I'm hoping music does to me in a positive way. Okay. There's so much here. Does that make sense? I think so. I want to understand it more though. So what I'm hearing you say is, for the past four years, you've been releasing music that, you know, wasn't super received mm-hmm. by a large audience, yep. but you still kept doing it. Mm-hmm. And so you're wondering about your own mental health in regards to, if nobody's checking this stuff out, why would I keep doing it? Yep. Why haven't I changed the way that I'm approaching my relationship with music? Specifically, what would be the healthier way? Just doing music because I want to releasing it and sharing it um it doesn't even have to be that right like it could just be i'm gonna play drums just to play drums today i'm not i have zero other expectations okay okay period well, that's kind of what i was alluding to earlier exactly. of just getting with your instrument being with your instrument right that's yeah. folk that's folk that's how people used to do it back in the day definitely that, that's what right. music was right? right like it was just around the campfire on your porch the end of the day yeah that's what music has always served is that right it's yeah only in the last what 50 60 70 years has the music business even existed right i think right and how many people do you know that engage with music in that way right in 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 the folk way i like to think i do (laughs) Um, and I do know some people that do. Awesome. Yeah. I do. I do. And I play with them. Um, but not a, not a lot, I guess. Right. Yeah. But at the core of people who even are on that algorithm lane of mm-hmm. like sharing and trying to build and get listens mm-hmm. at the, I do believe at the core of those people is that folk musician, right? right. It's there. Yep. Could be. It's it might be buried under right. like what's this gonna look like online, mm-hmm. but it's there, 
Right. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's the hope, right? And I guess the hope is also, is it the forefront, right? And yeah, how much is the other aspect getting in the way of just being like, hey, I'm having a positive experience with music. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, now it's kind of you're talking. Now it's like meditation or prayer. It's like a it's like a different thing when you're just doing it to do it. Yeah, it's a shift in perspective for me yeah. for sure. It's like it was it became a, a concentrated choice, right? Where I had to like realize that there was something else happening and that my focus wasn't in the right area, right? I was just like, "Whoa, I I'm not doing music for fun." Right? I'm doing music for all these other reasons, right? And I didn't even notice. So was one of those reasons to express yourself though? Because sometimes expressing yourself isn't fun. I guess that's my point. Right. Yeah, I mean, probably, definitely. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, 100%. sometimes, it, yeah. it, you just said you get, like, frustration out on the drums, right? That's not, like... Right. Yeah, 100%. Um, that absolutely exists. But... Yeah, so I guess when I say fun, it's not just... I don't mean just to like put a smile on my face, right? <laughs> to like make a happy song. But, mm-hmm. you know, for, for positive reasons is I guess maybe what I should have said. Yeah. Right? Like, in, and that can mean a lot of different things. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah. Yeah. But I'm really just trying to remove a lot of like the social media aspects of what music like how to engaging with music in that way. Yeah. How, how, how do you do it? How do, what have you found? Um, I don't have an answer for that yet, mm-hmm. but I think part of it is just being intentional about like, hey, I, I'm, I realize now that this avenue takes a ton of time and takes and like shifts my focus. And the avenue of the social, so, like yeah. the algorithm, right? Like engaging with that it takes thing. a ton of time takes a ton of time. And anxiety invoking. Yeah. And for me, it's just had zero results, right? Just not worth it. So being really mindful of that and starting to have an internal conversation with, you know, myself and with the community to be like, what, how else can this look? Mm -hmm. Like, what is the alternative here? So, yeah. Well, I think live shows fill that void a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then maybe we're just in this trip right now where we don't have that. And so we're feeling it more. We're feeling those algorithms more because we're all trying to have like live shows on Instagram. And like, it's just not cutting it. It's not cutting it. Yeah. I mean, I think that feeling was there even before COVID hit. Right. I think that was definitely Uh, there. But now I'm just like, okay, stop. Right. Like, yeah, just it's time to for me, it's time to just turn it off or and like going back to coming up with creative solutions for anything, right? Like what is the creative solution there? Yeah. So the only answer I have is just like, yo, you know, COVID is really causing and like inspiring people to want to have community in whatever way that looks like. And it's maybe, you know, one simple solution is just going back to basics and building an actual community with people, right? Like not online, right? But I'm old school and I love calling people, right? I mm. love mm. 
carving out time to not text, but just just to call an old friend mm-hmm. and just check in, mm-hmm. right? And I think personally, it would feel a lot more rewarding to have that sort of interaction with people, even if it's like, hey, I only call five or 10 people and let them know that I've got some new music thing that I really want to share with them. That would feel way better than posting on some stupid social media site and hoping that one person clicks like because, I mean, to be honest, the algorithm is not sending that music to the people that I would, that I wish would hear it. Yeah. They're not seeing it. Yeah. Right. Like maybe if I pay, but probably not even then. Right. Yeah. So the idea of like rebuilding relationships with people that like music. Right. Um, Yeah. And what does that look like? I'm not sure yet, but yeah. Wow. So cool, man. I like that a lot. Um, I've thought about that a lot. I've thought about that a lot. Because I kind of do do that where when I release music, I I don't have a big platform on social media, but I have people's phone numbers and yeah. cool. old emails of people who I know will listen to it. You mm-hmm. know, I know that it might not be right away, but they'll genuinely say, my friend, Tyler, yeah. you know, he's my friend. I can know him, right. so I'll listen to it. It's not strangers that listen to my music. And I've thought about this because I thought about that the idea, this idea of like the only people that listen to your music are people who know you. Maybe. Probably. I mean, right? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it's hard to Potentially. know. Potentially. I mean, for, for people at, at my, my uh, position mm-hmm. or whatnot. So what's wrong with that, first of all? And... Yeah, what if it was just like a a local good? Like you traded around like almonds or walnuts that come 30 miles from here. It was like, oh, well, Buddy made a record. Why not listen to that? Because I live down the street from him. Right. I love that. You know? Yeah. That's, I I would love if that kind of If we keep our food local, let's keep our art local, keep our music local. It's really interesting Interesting. to think about. Yeah. But there's a lot of good music out there that you're like, you know what I mean? That's got to... I don't know if that's realistic. Right. I mean, that could grow, mm-hmm. right? It could be the sort of thing where it's like, wow, I listened to Tyler's record, and then Tyler listened to someone else's record, and then Tyler called me and was just like, yo, you have to hear this record, right? Um, that yeah. would be pretty cool, you know? Right. It'd have to be an identity, it, it, like a communal thing, like I, I am this type of person who's a part of this community, and... Mm-hmm. I listen to music that is made here. Yep. And that's kind of like something I believe in, you know? Mm-hmm. It has to be that type of mentality, I think. Right, yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't know. What kind of community are you, tr- are you looking to, to build in person? That's, I always think of church when I think about like... Mm-hmm. Um, a community of people coming together and kind of in their free time, I guess, and, mm-hmm. and being with each other. Yeah. And I think that's, that's very beneficial. And that's missing from our culture. So how do you do that in an atheist, modern context <laughs> <laughs> where everybody's mm. going to want to grab their phone anyways? Yeah, no phones at the door. 
<laughs> yeah, I think you just have to find, I mean, just like your example, you have to find people that are interested in that sort yeah. of thing and passionate about it. Start small. Yeah. And yeah. That's yeah. a great way. Start small. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't, I really don't know what the like end goal of this would look like, but the idea is there, right? The idea to think about it is there. And um, yeah, I'm excited about it. It's know? great. I mean, what, however it's going to turn out, I think regardless, disengaging from the things that aren't working is going to feel great. Yes. All right. Yes. So, yeah. So I'm curious how you think, because it sounds like you're very reflective and intentional and you have awareness about this isn't working. Let's try mm. something else. And then actually doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, do you like, do you just think about these things or do you, do you write them down? You talk to Rachel, like what is, yeah, I mean, what's your process for, it's all of that, you know, yeah. thinking about stuff, you know, um, talking with other people about it. Um, yeah, all those things. Yeah. I mean, I'm talking right now with um, really interesting uh, new friend, Nikki. She has a thing called Nikki Sounds. And um, we were just kind of chatting about it. We did a Zoom, like a virtual meeting, um, a Google Meet or whatever, and we're just talking about what's going on with the music with music right now. What are people experiencing? What are they feeling? Um, and this idea popped up. Right. We were just like, yo, let's just be honest about like, you know, what we think others are going through and what we're going through. And this, you know, this conversation kind of came up and um, then the idea of trying to come up with solutions for this sort of thing popped up. And then the idea of like, let's carve out time to brainstorm on on this idea Mm -hmm. and then let's get a group of people together on a Google Meet and just like talk about this as a group. Um, came up. Cool. And Can, okay. So, what people are going through right now, in in as musicians. Mm-hmm. Um, can I tell you what I I feel? I would love that. Yeah. So I felt a sense of relief when COVID hit because yeah. hmm. I the pressure to go play a live show or to be in a band yeah. or to do anything like in front of somebody else essentially was gone. And it was just like, so nice. Mm-hmm. And that went, you know, I'm, that's just me too. I'm, I'm, I can be kind of introverted and I can kind of, I can live that life. Um, and I understand that's not most musicians probably are, are extroverted. I would say maybe not, I don't know, but so yeah, so for me it's been almost nice this reprieve of like eight months. Yeah. I I like another year. Like I think I'd be okay with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I talk to other people though, and it's 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 not the case. Yeah. Um. So I I would be curious to know how more musicians are dealing with this, and I mean I see it I guess online. I think there's there's a huge push online now for the live live stream streams stuff. and whatnot yep. yep and uh that's the pivot right that's, that's the pivot. such yep. a weak pivot it's such a weak pivot <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i guess there's nothing better you can do maybe there is buddy thinks there is though 
you're a man of your man looking for solutions creative solutions i like that yeah for sure yeah i kind of agree but i'm also like guilty of like following that pivot as well mm-hmm. right just because it's like the immediate solution right i don't yeah yeah and i think it'll snowball into other ideas as well i yeah. hope right because um yeah going back to like one of the early things that we were talking about it's it will quickly become the the template Right. And yeah. then people will start to question that and get frustrated by it and then come up with like alternative solutions to like, OK, live stream. I get it. Now, what You're else? Right. You're so right. right. Yeah, it's fascinating to think about. Um, um, like the positive aspects of this and how it probably created a lot of like relief for people. Mm-hmm. Right. Or you know, a select part of our music community for sure, right? I think a lot of people are stoked on this. And that goes back again to, I think, our very first chat, you know, that reminds me of the conversations that we had about the really bad impacts of venues, right? Like how that Mm. was just not, it was just kind of a broken thing Mm -hmm. that, you know, also you know, it was probably absolutely needed to be overhauled and like reimagined, right? In my mind, it was just like, yo, there has to be an alternative to this because it's not great, mm-hmm. right? Like, and I think your reaction to like, hey, we can't play shows anymore, and that actually feels really good mm-hmm. is like really interesting commentary on that, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know, I'm not 100% sure what that stems from, but in my mind, you know, my reaction is, you know, very similar, right? Like, mm-hmm. I'm stoked that I don't feel the pressure to have to go and play a crappy bar that's not going to be happy that I'm there, that's probably going to be empty, that is going to take financial, you know, advantage of me, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I'm, like, not bummed to not go back to hmm. that. Okay. Right? So this is getting positive. This is getting optimistic because if... <laughs> If more people start feeling that way, because maybe we're wrong about the amount of people who feel relief. Maybe mm. most people are like, yeah, at least at our level, right? Or our position in this this industry mm-hmm. are like, okay, fine. Like, I will stay home and write a record, you right. know, yeah. and, and, and double down on my craft. Right. And wait for something else, some other modality to take that place. Because right. what's uh, what is really interesting too is that these venues are closing. Yeah, shutting down. That's weird. It's right. interesting to think about. So when it does open back up, it's going to be a lot of bands that want to play, and probably, probably high demand shows. Right. Shows will start getting filled up quick. I bet. Yeah, I think it'll go back to the the template, right? The same kind oh, of. Oh, you think so? Oh, I think it will. Yeah. Of, I don't think anyone's really pushing huh. Huh. Maybe the venue model. <laughs> I don't think anyone's pushing the venue model to change, right? Um, yeah, yeah. But well, you got to sell tickets. If you can't sell tickets, then what does the venue owe you? You know, I would argue that. I would argue the venue owes you time for your craft, right? Your energy and your but what if you don't bring anybody? 
then then there's zero income to go anywhere, right? But if you do bring people, then the line, it feels weird to me to have the lion's share of any revenue generated at a show to go towards um, the house, mm-hmm. right? With a lack of appreciation and financial contributions to the band for their time, mm-hmm. right? I think that gets really heavy and falls into the idea of what is the value of money. I mean, what is the value of uh, music? Maybe, yeah. Yeah. And what is the value of all the time that musicians put into their craft? Mm-hmm. Right now it's zero, mm-hmm. right? It's nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Pennies if you're on Spotify. Okay. So um, let me stop you right to, there. Yeah, we don't no, have to go into that. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was uh, interview number one. We could. Yeah, we yeah, could yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I find that fascinating. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyways. What about, God, I forgot what I was going to say. I have one quick comment too, maybe a little related, but not on the idea of like venues and stuff. It's, um, well, it's about the way that musicians are going online Mm -hmm. and the positive impacts of that, where they can now set up a tip thing Mm -hmm. and 100% of any money contributed that way goes right to the artist. Mm -hmm. Right. So I think that that's a really exciting new development yes. that COVID kind of caused. Right, right. I know what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. In regards to the value of music, mm-hmm. um, you need a healthy society to value art, mm. right? You need like a functioning... We don't have that right now. Interesting. You yeah. need a you to have... Because it's just essential workers right now, right? It's just plumbers and and doctors it, all these like essential tasks that have to be done yeah. i mean less so now as the 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 states reopened or whatnot but yeah you can't have art it's like on top of of the of the functioning society right mm-hmm. it exists on top the healthier the society is the healthier the culture is then the more money the artists could make interesting Do you yeah. think yeah great yeah i think that's a really yeah good way to think about it Yep. Given that, and what we're potentially in store for in the next, you know, the repercussions of whatever it is we're going to go through, hopefully it gets better. If it gets worse for artists, if, if, if people don't get their jobs back and this continues, it's going to be even harder to be an artist this time next year yeah. than it is right now, right? I'm just thinking out loud right now. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah. So what, what? What? Yeah. Then you really gotta double. You really gotta love playing drums. You really gotta love. You know what I mean? <laughs> maybe yeah. that's good for music because maybe music is oversaturated right now with with hacks. You know. Mm-hmm. That's per, you know maybe that's a harsh statement, but maybe it is. I don't know. What did I hear? I'm like hearing a really See, comedians crazy... can say that, and, and and jazz musicians, too. They know it's a hack. That's hmm. jive. Comedians can say that's a hack, you know? Hmm. Yeah, I think I heard a crazy stat. Like, I don't remember when, but it was something like every day on Spotify, there's maybe like 18,000 new songs that get uploaded to that site. I was just like... Every day, 18,000. Don't quote me on that, but it was yeah. something outrageous, like in that zone where I was just like, whoa. Yeah, what does that mean? Like, because of those 18,000, there's probably some 
some great stuff in there. Right. But right? how do you find it? Um, how does that impact the value of music? Right. How does that impact? Mm. Yeah. That's a tough one. Right? Yeah. Yeah. The online marketplace is so, so competitive. And I like that you're kind of disengaging from that mm-hmm. because you're like, and what I'm hearing is it's just like, it's just too, it's just too saturated, too, too, comp- too competitive and also anxiety provoking. And so I'm just going to figure another, another way out, you know? Yeah. I've also been like kind of dumb and boycotting the, the value of music at this point too. And like, you know, any song that I've been posting on like my band camp page or whatever, um, which I also want to disengage from. Why? I thought Bandcamp was going to be the last holdout. Like, just, it, again, it's just not direct to artists, right? Like, I'm shocked that there still isn't a really easy way to, like, have a website where funds can just go straight to the artist. Patreon. Yeah, Patreon. But they take 16%, right? 8%. But they have to. to. They have to. They have, they have, right. They I would have. argue they don't. Well, they have to, they're business too. But I would argue they're making a shitload of money um, for just having a site, right? Um, and then they're providing a a means. They're they're brokering a deal. Yeah, they're a broker. So yeah, in in capitalism, you need brokers. You know, the thing that gets me is when, and this is going to sound brutal, when there's a a group of tech bros making millions. And there's millions of artists that are making zip. So I can't, Mm. I can't subscribe Mm. to that. Right. Like, Mm. and as a a nonprofit, this is interesting too. Like I started a Patreon page for Music Landria and asked for like a fee waiver because I know how much they make, you know, any given year just from fees. And I was like, oh yeah, they could totally do this. And they were like, sorry. Nope. So I was just like, oh, okay, that's not great. But yeah, I mean, going, going back, Mm. there isn't, I haven't been able to find an easy, simple solution to just have a pay link that doesn't make tech bros rich while musicians are making like zip. Well, Bandcamp was that uh, like 10 years ago Mm -hmm. when it first started. Right. It was, they might've took a cut, but it was very small. Right. I, I used it ten years ago, maybe. And it was, yeah. But now it's it's probably increased. I don't use it. Yeah, it's probably somewhere. It's still on the like eight to sixteen percent or something like that. But again, that goes to like another issue is the expectation is you put your music on there, and it will help you generate sales, mm-hmm. which it doesn't. Right, like that is I think another lie that I sort of tie into the algorithm thing like it's a it's something that we think is going to happen that we've tricked ourselves into believing is true Mm -hmm. but isn't Mm -hmm. so what ends up happening is you end up as an artist marketing their site for them for no pay they get paid other bands sign up because they see you're using it they get paid even more maybe you sell some music on there but Bandcamp is doing zero to promote your band yeah and you're spending hours, who knows how many hours promoting their site, even though you're not intending to. Yeah. So it's, yeah, I don't like that. So, okay. <laughs> <Right>? like, <laughs> so and it's so funny. Every time we meet, I feel like I'm just like this like huge 
like boycott machine, which I really don't like identify as that. Uh-huh. But I I guess I just Well, if you have your reasons and you sound like you've thought these things through, I don't think there's anything wrong with not and it's not like you're boycotting. Yeah. You're just not doing it, right? Like I'm just looking for an alternative, right? Like I'm looking for some sort of thing that doesn't take advantage of musicians and really helps, is like genuinely interested in helping bands not be starving artists, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah, period, right? Yeah, and tech is involved in our lives now. Like I think that's something that... Mm-hmm maybe you're going to struggle with if, if if i feel like if like cuz it's always yeah. going to be there right right yeah that I mean, algorithm I, is always going to i have been struggling with those, that that right. that statement about the having a little bit of resentment and mm-hmm. i can relate to a group of of bros from silicon valley or whatnot taking the lion's share while other people just create content yeah. And give it to them. Right. That is going to create bitterness and resent in artists. Yep. No doubt. And you're not alone, I think, in in that. Every artist must feel that. But tech is like such a giant part of content and music and like, I don't know. Where is the solution in there? It's it's the community. It is. It has to be. It has to be back to the communal, the identity of, hey, I only drink coffee that's made down the street from my house. Right. Yep. It has to be. You have to ingest your art the same way you you want to ingest local food. Right. Yeah. You have to understand how what your relationship is with it, with tech. Is it serving you? If not, you need to be able to get to the point where you can disengage okay how do you know if it's serving you or not what is your, what is your personally what is your how do you set up that criteria just maybe help other people too what do you mean so like you said if tech's not serving you or not not helping you out disengage um for you what are the qualitative standards you set up to know whether or not tech is serving you or not um I haven't like defined it sure. really. It's okay. more of a gut feeling. Um, okay, fair enough. Yeah, it's just. I think we all know. That I think it. Sorry, I didn't interrupt, but I think it'd be helpful for me if you were like, "Well, I know that this, this, and this, and therefore I don't engage with tech because it's like this. It's subtle. It's a very. It's a subtle thing. The, the tech where you kind of, you want to look, or you want to check in on it, and it's like. No, you know this is not giving you this, this, and this, so right. stop. Yeah. Yeah, that's, it's so, it's it's fascinating, right? I mean, that would be an interesting thing to potentially add to your list of reasons to continue to engage or not, right? Like, just the very fact that mm. I, you potentially have that desire mm-hmm. to spend your time checking to see if someone has engaged with it. And instead I don't of, know why. Yeah, instead of having a heartfelt conversation with somebody about your music. Yeah. Right? Like, how many hours do we spend engaging with online content stuff, hoping that other people are engaging instead of just engaging? Like, reimagining how that could work and, like, just talking to someone or, like, 
reaching out to someone that you know cares about music. That is maybe number one. Um, number two is just feeling like there has to be, just feeling like people have to engage. Number three is uh, really starting to recognize that content will be hidden from people that will probably want to see this or hear some music that I potentially share. It's just being hidden, like flat out, right? Like, and I can't change that, right? There's no way that I can change that unless I pay more money to boost a post, which feels pretty disgusting, right? Um, and then there's still no guarantee that mm-hmm. it's going to reach the people that I hope would see it, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah, I don't know if that answers your question or not, mm-hmm. but um, it's just a feeling. Yeah. No, that helps. I think the big, the bigger picture is people disengaging with their phones altogether a little bit more. And like you said, having those conversations instead or mm-hmm. going out and... I mean, I don't know. Man. Pe- yeah. People are doing that though too, right? Like people are putting their phones away more. I think people are... I don't know. You don't know? Yeah, I have no clue. There's this phone that you can buy now that doesn't have any apps on it and it just texts and makes phone calls i think you would like it that sounds great yeah it's like essentially a a flip phone um yeah yeah i just wonder like what my life would be like if oh you'd be you'd you'd be or well i shouldn't speak for you but i think for me i would probably be, be way more spiritual and superstitious and mythological and i i i believe that at the core we are those things and we like don't engage with it because we're engaging with technology we don't engage with the mystery of life anymore as much that sounds like you'd be living your best life right (laughs) like when i go camping Mm -hmm. you know you're off the grid we've all experienced that and you're like whoa you're like looking at the sky and you're like whoa this is cool yeah and something happens serendipitously on the trip, and you're like, all right, kind of, it's a different. Yeah. Have you seen The Social Dilemma yet? I have. Yeah. I have. So, yeah. That whole thing, yep. Yeah. That's inspired. That yep. inspired the crap. That's super inspired. Yeah, it was brutal. Brutal, yeah. yeah. But in a, like, finally kind of way. Uh-huh. So what did you take from it? This is a documentary on Netflix called Social, The Social Experiment? Or? Uh, Social Dilemma. Social Dilemma. Yep. Uh, anyone listening, check that out if you have Netflix. Um, really interesting. Um, I fully support people watching that at least once just to kind of be exposed to potentially new ideas. Yeah, it did a yeah. number on me. Yeah. Um, but again, it was just kind of like a, a reminder of all the things that I had already felt. Um, and helped kind of, you know, kick mm-hmm. kick me into gear to take action on some of the, like, crappy uh, aspects of being so tied to tech stuff. So have you taken, have you, like, deleted social media accounts since then or just? I'm, I'm in the brainstorming phase. Keeping them 
yeah kind of in the closet kind of thing or as like as like a social entrepreneur it's i have to really pause with that take some like very you know move slow with that because of like the business side of it right like as a individual like goodbye yeah right like i'm out peace out as a musician same oh man more more so than an individual i'm like goodbye this has to change okay right like but as a okay you know all my social media pages are connected to my individual accounts and you can't separate them so it's another like big punch in the punch in the butt by (laughs) by social media sites Mm -hmm. that keep you on there Mm -hmm. so i can't i can't get off of those sites without destroying the business pages and making those gone Mm -hmm. and that i just need to i want to have a really solid plan for what's going to fill that gap once it's gone yeah do you think because this is the one approach that i've taken is where i uh the one thing that i use the most is instagram and i i don't keep the app on the phone so every time i want to use the app i just Mm -hmm. re-download it which only takes 10 seconds, right? Yeah. So it's essentially on my phone, but it is mm-hmm. an extra step that I've built in. Yeah, great. And then I also don't follow, or sorry for anybody who's listening, but I, I mute everything. Like, mm-hmm. And that is no way to be an insult to everybody. It's just for my own health, right? Yeah. Um, and so those two things have given me a little bit more of a healthier relationship with it. Right. And then scheduling it like, okay, I'm only going to do this on Monday yeah, or whatever. See, that's so fascinating to, to like hear that, right? I think people know that, but like hearing it, I wonder how many other people would say the similar thing where it's just like, yo, my social media things are just muted, mm-hmm. right? And then like, how does that impact yeah. the Your community, <laughs> right? Yeah. That is hoping that well, that's you the will. Thing. It's like, I don't want to do that, you know? I don't think anyone wants to do that, but we have to for our mental health, which is so that's talk about brutal. That's brutal. Yeah. Right. Like we have to mute the content that we probably want to engage with because it's just not working. Yeah. The entire like way that it's built is just, it's just wrong. Right. Like it's just not healthy. Yeah. So it's crazy. (laughs) It's crazy to think about. Right. Yeah. I'm probably the same, you know, I don't, I don't even, yeah, I don't even know what to say. Yeah, it's just uh, what we hope is a tool that's going to help us share content to the people that we th- hope will be positively impacted by it um, isn't happening because as a collective, a lot of us have to mute those things because it's making us mentally unhealthy. <laughs> so it's just a big lie. It's just like a big... right. It's just a big trick. Right. It's a waste of time. Right. And it keeps you from experiencing life. Yeah. Yeah. And worse, like, yeah. I mean, yeah, not worse. That's just, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. Wow. Heavy stuff, right? Yeah. Nah, yeah. Important stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I'm glad we have a chance to talk about that because, yeah, I hope I hope this, you know, if someone listening hasn't been kind of thinking about that or has been feeling that but hasn't had a way to sort of put that into actionable 
um, like an actionable timeline. Yeah. Um, or like think about it more seriously. Right. Um, maybe this will help with that. Yeah. Just don't mute Music Landria. <laughs> no, mute us. <laughs> Definitely do mute us. But then hit us, hit me up offline. Call me. Call me. Send me an email. <laughs> I'm super still down to do things like virtual meetings. That has yeah. been huge right now for me. Yeah. Right. Like putting the word out there to people that come into the library, being like, "Yo, let's just set up." You know, if you have any questions about music stuff or questions about gear, or questions about how to be a musician in times of COVID, let's just set up like a, let's just chat, mm -hmm. right? Hit me up. Mm -hmm. And that has been awesome. Mm -hmm. That could potentially be one of the ways that we pivot out, mm -hmm. out, out away from all the algorithm crap. Um, yeah. Yeah. And um, it's already happening. Yeah. And maybe that's the solution, even though I don't know it yet. Right. Um, yeah, it's funny how solutions come. I think they kind of come in, um, feels like sometimes, like, do you ever have this feeling where you know that it's the problem has been solved intuitively or at your gut, but you, like, don't, like, you can't articulate it or you're not worried about it anymore? Do you have an example? Um, well, sometimes I've had, like a like a life or death experience or something where like you thought maybe this was it hmm. like wow. an ex <laughs> no no let me elaborate but it wasn't and you knew it was one of the experience one a time in your life where you're like okay this could be this could be very serious mm -hmm. but I know that I'm not gonna die this way hmm. have I had an experience like that hmm <laughs> I think so, yeah. Yeah, but I think everybody not. has, right? Like, you're, you're driving home with a friend who's had too much beer or whatever, and you're like, this is dangerous, but pretty sure I'm going to survive. Uh, yeah, I'm... I'm or maybe it's I'm just drunk. I've survived I'm, each time. I'm so. drunk enough that I know I'm going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever had it. I've been in a car oh, with That's a bad example. I've been don't drink car. and drive. Yeah, I don't, don't drink and drive. Don't drive with people who drink and drive. That's so funny. Yeah, I've never... I don't think I've ever been intoxicated behind the wheel but i've been in the car with other people that have been um and that was definitely a, yeah i guess pretty wild my point is like when you're trying to solve a, a creative problem that's big like you are mm -hmm. don't you feel like some parts of it are just kind of solving as you like just wake up every day and it's like oh that's kind of solving itself oh that's kind of not worrying me anymore oh that's yeah definitely yeah you're just pushing through it and like yeah no doubt yeah yeah for sure all the time yeah, but that's because I, like, really embrace starting really lean, right? Um, a lot of the projects that I start don't, like, are experiments, right, where I'm just like, hey, this is just an idea, and I don't know how this is going to pan out, but let's just do it mm -hmm. immediately mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. like, figure it out as, as we go. That's, that's how this started. Yeah, I love that way, and right? Um, what I was going to say too about the, the sharing thing, because mm -hmm. um, for this podcast, pretty sure the only people who listen to it are the guests, are the people that my guests tell to listen to it. Word of mouth, yeah. Right. Um, is that is that what you mean? Like kind of a word of mouth so. thing? Yeah. I mean, I think they, you know, 
sometimes they'll put it on their social media. Most of the times they do. Who knows how many people listen to it through that. But I think that the people that they're like, hey, I talked, mm-hmm. I had a conversation, I want you to hear it. Yeah. And they send those messages to. I think those are the ones who actually go and, and listen and stream it. Yeah. I assume. Yeah, probably. Um, and that's how I wanted it to be because like you, I don't have the energy nor the desire to like market or promote. Yep. online very much i mean right. you've seen the sacramento musicology mm-hmm. instagram it's literally i write down the name yeah. and like um so yeah that's kind of been eye-opening to to to, to see that it's small but it's organic mm-hmm. in in that in that so i don't know right and that's cool yeah. right that almost seems like a natural kind of effortless thing mm-hmm. right um and once again, back to that idea of it serving the it's the, the guy who's doing it, me, in a way where I get to engage with people and have these like really cool conversations. Right. Um, yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome. Like, you know, and not only learning from that other person, but then also like learning about myself and like mm-hmm. how I actually feel about some things. And so yeah, I mean, I think I I would have this conversation with you without these microphones any day of the week. Right. You know? Yeah. Any day of the week. Yeah. But it's too easy to set up those mics and just pop it out there. <laughs> <laughs> right. Just hit record. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So before we end, let's talk a little bit about the new space here. Okay. Because it's very impressive. It's Thank very you. Very cool. Yeah. Last Sweet. time I went to Music Landry is at your house. Right. And now we're in a different different space yeah yep what do you want to know well let's talk about this room we're in because it's a big recording studio film studio yeah here we are the drum set set up in the middle yep you've got a soundproofed it's about what is this 30 by 20 by something i think it's like yeah i think it's 20 something by 40 it's a big room pretty big room yeah and this is uh you could fit a 12 piece band in here Yes. Which you did. We did. Yeah. The first kind of stress test that we did in this space um, was a 12-piece kind of ensemble. Um, yeah, it was awesome. Socially distanced. That was the. That was great, right? Like, we were able uh. to fit that many people in here without it feeling dangerous, yeah. right, or irresponsible. Uh-huh. That was super. Yeah, that was great. Um, the audio sounded f- gr- phenomenal. Um, the recordings sounded way better than I had hoped. They went off without a flaw. Um, That's an awesome band, too. Really great band, <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Benoit and the BTU Arts um, band. Um, they're connected with the Element Brass Band. And just great group of people. It was cool. super fun. We just like brought them in here. They practiced for a bit, and we're preparing for a live stream performance. And we just tested out the studio, and we tested out some camera stuff, um, and it was awesome. So, yeah, this space, it's kind of going to be, it's a multi-purpose room, a venue once it's safe to do that, live stream studio, womp womp. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm excited about the live stream studio. Like, yeah, um, um, that'll be fun. That'll be ready to go probably in the next couple weeks. Um, what if you just hired somebody to do all the social stuff? I mean, interesting. You know question. what I mean? Yeah. Well, somebody, so, uh, somebody young who's who's who grew up with it and isn't isn't as uh, 
frustrated as us. I don't know how old you are, but I'm a I'm a 33. I'm an older millennial mm-hmm. struggling with right. social media. Didn't have it in high school. There's there's kids out there that probably would love to do that. You know, like just yeah. blow just blow it up. That's just have at it, you that's know? That's what we're doing, actually. We're engaging with the music community and being like, yo, does anyone out there want to take over our social media pages? <laughs> Brilliant. Um, and just post whatever you want, right? Like, what are you stoked on? Share that, right? Yeah, like, yeah, do yeah. you want to share a, another local band and just get people to kind of check them out? Yeah. Um, that's, I see that as a double-edged sword. Um yeah, it's yeah. great to be able to disconnect, but then I'm, I ask You're going to be well, checking like, in. You're going to be like, what's he doing with my webs? With my, it's not that. With even. my brand. For me, it's more like, do I want to have you exposed to that whole thing no. and get more? Really? Yeah, 100%. The person? I'm like, wow, do I want to? Yeah. I to feed you want you don't want to feed the I don't want the machine feed it anymore. anymore. I'm just like, yo, that's that's so uh, altruistic of you. Uh, so that's been challenging. That's right? gonna be a challenge, man. If that's where you're at, why not pay that same person to help in an offline sort of way, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the flip mm-hmm. of it. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah. Anyways, this spot is great. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Any bands want to reach out to Musiclandria um, and use the space for either music video stuff, podcast stuff? Come make a podcast here again. Yes. Um, Practice space. We're really trying to offer that to local bands that need a place to just make some noise. And we're starting a radio station. So um, it's going to be 100% focused on Sacramento area bands constantly playing local bands so uh we hope that it'll create recognition um by you know having these songs repeat um having people hear them more than once we hope that that will be a pivot um and a way to have local bands be able to sell their music right the more familiar you are with the song i think the more willing you might be to buy their music um so i'm really excited about that any bands that want to be on that radio station, hit me up, send me an email, maybe some links to your music, and we're going to start collecting and posting stuff on that radio station very soon. Wow. That's huge. That's huge, yeah. yeah. Okay, buddy. Great talking to you. You too. Right on. All right. That take was a care. treat. Peace out.